Hey everyone, welcome back to the Minority Report. My name is Jose and today we're going to be talking about episode number four. What is episode number four? So many things to talk about. Episode number four is going to talk about a question that I received. Somebody that actually saw me and they saw what I was doing and of course for, for those of you that don't know, I own a investment firm that focuses on financial planning, helping people invest, investment advice, you know, creating portfolios. And he asked me why I chose to be an advisor or financial planner. And it caught me by surprise because not that many people will ask a question like that, you know, because they, or they'll ask, you know, why should I choose you as an advisor? But they don't ask why I chose to be an advisor. So I thought it was an interesting question and and I explained to him my story about, you know, the situation that I had when I was 18, you know, went to a bank. They wouldn't help me invest because I only had $2,000 and they kind of made fun of me and kind of pushed me aside and said, "Come back later when you have real money." And so I said, "You know, that's that's why I opened it. I wanted to make sure to help as many people as possible that, you know, don't meet those 100,000, 250,000 minimums that a lot of these firms have because in the end everyone does need some sort of financial plan to understand you know how much money they'll need in retirement or how much they'll need to set aside to reach a specific goal whether that's a vacation or maybe sending their kids through college because that's one of the big ones is I try to help as many people that maybe their kids gonna be the first to go to college you know I, I, I really enjoy helping people that way because I was the first in my family to go to college as, as well, and I understand, you know, firsthand how expensive it could be. Um, even if you don't, you know, choose to go to, you know, Harvard or some Ivy League school, any school, college, university is expensive. So I understand where that comes from, and especially if you have to pay for it on your own, and kind of, you know, the headache that it could become when you're doing it alone, or maybe as a parent not really knowing the experience and try to help your your kid go through that so you know I, I really really enjoy doing that and that's something that I look for and so I explained to him it's it's more about the you know the relationship that I build with a person and trying to help them you know with their finances but not only that being able to help them in maybe other other situations or other parts of their life that maybe they um, need some help with because you know it's all about trying to help people and that's my biggest goal is to help as many people as possible even if it's you know you know I'll provide advice depending on you know whatever their situation is and and sometimes give free advice to the community because a lot of people can't afford it and they still need it and that reminds me of like insurance you know, health insurance, especially, you know, everyone was required, you know, to carry some form of, of insurance, but then you go through, I've heard a lot of people's stories that they go through healthcare.gov or the Obamacare or whatever, and they get an insurance plan and then they try to use it and nobody accepts it. And it's like, really, you know, you're still getting subsidized and the government's still giving you money. They're basically playing paying these insurance companies, you know, large amounts of money. And then also you are paying some form of money on these plans just to not be able to be accepted anywhere and still resort to what they were doing previously with no insurance, which is go to the ER and run up these insane bills that they have to write off in the end. Just doesn't make sense. And that's kind of, you know, it just makes no sense to me on how how that works and you know everyone's pushing for this insurance but yet 
nobody's accepting insurance. And a lot of doctors I've talked to um, rather not take insurance because of the headaches. You know, it's the turnaround on from filing a claim to getting reimbursed is growing larger and larger. So why, I mean, why would they? I understand it from that point because they have to pay their expenses. They have to play, pay their employees. You know, they have to keep their business running too. So I understand it from that point. So that's kind of what my, led me to open this firm was, you know, to, to help as many people as possible. And, you know, we kind of went in through this big conversation. We kept talking and, you know, I asked them, you know, what's something that you want to do? You know, what, what's something that maybe you've always wanted to do, but just didn't do it. And, uh, he said he wanted to be a filmmaker and I asked him, you know, what he was doing right now, you know, to, you know, pursue that dream. And he was just like, no, you know, I'm too old. You know, it's not something that I can do anymore. And, and that kind of tore me apart because I don't think you're, you're ever too old to do something. And I kind of explained to him, you know, when I started this company, you know, I wasn't the youngest, you know, I wasn't really young, fresh out of college and went to open this business. It's something that took some time because I think with everyone, you know, you start, you start trying to figure out when to open a, a business or when to take on some new big goal. And you're always trying to talk yourself into it. And the inside of your head is telling you, no, you shouldn't do it. Not yet. Wait until you have this. And then you start playing that game. You know, I'll open this business when I have enough money or when next year when I have more time. And it's it kind of falls into that, I guess, this vicious cycle of always trying to figure out when the best time is to open it. I told them that was my biggest mistake is waiting so long to, to open it because I, I had that conversation inside my head to where I was telling myself, you know what, maybe I should wait until next year when... I have more time or, you know, maybe I'll save up some more money and make sure that I have all the latest and greatest equipment. And I told him I learned early on when I first opened it, you know, everyone was saying I couldn't do it and not to open it. And I said, never listen to that. Just focus on what your goal is and what you truly want to do and block everything out because everyone's always going to say you can't do something and they're always going to be giving you negative feedback. Always. There's never... You can be the richest person in the world. I guarantee you he has issues and people are talking bad about him. That's just how it is. It's always going to be like that. And that's when I realized, you know, I'm just going to go after I'm going to do it no matter what anybody says. I don't care if they say bad things about me because I know what I want to do and I'm going to do it. And I told him that's that's just how what I focused on. And I also told him I, I learned early on, you know, opening this business is that I didn't need the latest and greatest equipment. I didn't need all the best. I mean, when I opened, I had like the best financial planning software, the best investment platform or research platform. I mean, I went all out. I had all kinds of stuff. And that was kind of my one of my downfalls is that I always try to get the best of everything. And then I realized early on that you don't need that. The biggest thing to focus on is what are you trying to accomplish and just use what you have at that time and then grow from that into moving on when you outgrow that specific for me was uh, an investment research platform once I actually outgrew the less expensive one that did just about the same enough to 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 get by without having all the bells and whistles of this larger platform that I was using that I realized I wasn't even using it to its full potential then I started to scale everything back 
And I told him that that's that was my biggest thing. And I I said if if you want to make, you know, want, you want to start being a filmmaker, I mean, start making videos, post them on YouTube or post them on any platform that allows you to post videos, even if it's just like you know terrible video, you know, taken with your phone. Which phone quality, the video quality that, that comes from phones. It's pretty insane. It's really, really good. Phones, I think, are most new high-end phones take 4K video. It's insane. So you could use that and post it and still have a high-quality video that you upload. And I, I said, you know, just try it. You, you'll be surprised how it's uncomfortable at first, but once you do it and you start getting comfortable, and I, and I told him, you can see that pattern when you look at any person on YouTube that, you know, that does it uh, as a career or does it for a living. When Their first video is completely different from where they are now, and you can see see the progression and I told him it's the same way when you start something that's uncomfortable you make mistakes and you learn from it and you get better and you get better and you get better until you're in your final form and you start being just comfortable it's just hey I know how to do this everything's like second nature it's a habit and it becomes a routine and I said the only way to get there is is starting to do it you know that's the biggest thing that's my biggest advice you know to you is start doing whatever you want to do and I remember this quote and I told him this quote is that if you don't start working on your dream you're gonna help somebody else work on their dream and what I mean by that is when you work when you go somewhere and I think everyone that's worked you know for somebody corporate job or whatever for a company they always say the same thing you know they hate Mondays but they love Fridays or they dread Sunday night because they know they have to go to work but it's the same thing you go there and you hate working there so you know why would you spend your time doing something that you hate when you can spend it doing something that you love and I know the biggest thing is well I have bills to pay um, how am I going to pay my bills they're not going to pay themselves and I understand but start start small you know work your whatever shift you have eight to five or whatever and then when you get home start working on that dream or goal that you want to do and do little by little and eventually you'll start getting better you'll start becoming more confident in what you want to do and you'll find a way to make it work to where eventually you can leave your job and focus on that and that'll kind of motivate you to get through the day of working and paying your bills and it won't be so bad because at the end of your shift you know you're going to do something you love and into where you can turn it into full-time career and then it becomes you know not going to work but getting to be able to work on something that you love so that was my biggest advice for him and I mean we we want we went on for probably about two hours just talking because you know it was just interesting and you know he asked me questions about how scary it was when I first opened it and you know how I got through the first year and the first couple of years and I told him you know when you start when you start a business it's in a specifically a uh, one-man show and that's kind of how I started because in financial planning you don't need to go out and go huge because each advisor could take on so many clients before it's time to grow and I told them that you know the scary part for me was not knowing where to go <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of weird but you know I opened it I, I'm, I'm really good at getting everything organized, opening the business, managing the day-to-day. -day. But the biggest problem was trying to manage the time to where I could go and see clients or go and prospect for clients. That was the hardest part because on top of trying to see clients and trying to get business into it, I had so many things that I had to do for the business that took up too much time. And that's where you know I, I learned to start outsourcing a lot of things that I didn't need to spend time on. 
and it was it was costing me more time and more money focusing on these little things that you know were behind the scenes that I didn't need to worry about and focus more time on you know going out there and prospecting and getting clients that way I was able to continue to you know stay open so to speak and I told him that was the scariest part but after a while you just get comfortable and then the 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 excitement of getting that first customer or for me my first client my first paying client that will fuel your whole year I think you know for me it was just so exciting knowing that wow you know I got my first client I opened my own business I did it on my own you know against everyone saying that I couldn't do it I did it it was this amazing feeling knowing that wow this is the first day of the rest of my life and it's kind of sounds kind of corny but it really it really did feel that way it was just like validation that I did the right thing you know I stepped away from what I was doing earning good money and I decided to go my own route and this was validation that yeah you just did it right and this is proof that you're supposed to be doing this and then that just kind of led on to you know more and more clients and just having fun with it where what it didn't turn into trying to manage the business but more of having fun doing what I love to do and that's my biggest advice for for him and anybody who's listening is that don't be afraid to go out there and and try it even if it's at a small scale and you do it after work or on the weekends and just work at it just to get better just to get more comfortable with it because that's the that's the biggest challenge is trying to get comfortable with how uncomfortable it's going to be to do something that you've never done it's gonna be scary you're gonna feel like giving up a lot of times and that's I mean I've seen some some memes that talk about it and it's like it shows one guy like with a pickaxe breaking like some stone or looks like he's mining the other guys turn back going back and the other guys like right there at the edge and it's the same way it's like you could have five bad days and then not giving up and pushing the next day and that could be your first paying customer that changes everything and so just don't give up you know just know that you're gonna have these I mean you're gonna hit walls people are gonna tell you no people are gonna laugh at you people are gonna talk about you but just know that even when you make it people are still gonna talk bad about you people are still gonna hate you um, it's still gonna be there so it, it doesn't even matter what they say and try to try to stay out of it um, don't worry about what they're saying and just focus on what you want to do and what makes you happy it, it'll get you through it so to everyone listening you know I really appreciate you taking the time and, and listening to this episode or this podcast and if you feel that you know anybody can benefit from anything that I've said uh, please feel free to share this episode with them in the channel thanks again for listening 